Hey, everybody, you are watching and listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin. I'm joined by a very special guest today. We have our very first ever Quintet Grappler on our show. With us, we have Kazuko Sakamoto, who will be part of Team Fairtex, along with Yoshida Ryoko, Juliana Laurentino, Carolina De Amarim, Kuharihara, and Kanan Kishida. Uh, uh, Kazuko, I really appreciate your time talking to us, uh, especially because you got babysitting duties as well. Thank you for finding time. I really appreciate you talking to us. No, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. So just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who are you? How did you get into this this sport of grappling? Got it. Um, well, so my name is Kazuko Sakamoto. Um, I started uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the uh, Henzo at the, one of the Henzo, um, Henzo fighting, ah, man, totally lost it, but the, at the, one of the Henzo dojos in Brooklyn um, in uh, 2016. And I was there for two years. Um, and then uh, one thing led to another and I moved back to Tokyo and I joined Imanari Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, and there I started, you know, doing grappling um, because prior to that, it was mostly gi. Um, and uh, I guess initially I started doing jujitsu because my husband, he started training there as well. So I figured why not? And um, yeah, so I've been doing grappling since then in Japan with, well, for three years now. Um, and it's been fun. It's actually, uh, I prefer it better than Gi. Yeah. It's funny because so I'm, I'm from New York City myself. I live in Brooklyn. Was this the uh, <laughs> uh, Henzo Gracie's in Williamsburg or Park Slope? Because everybody knows uh, Williamsburg. One, that was it. Okay. I know that one. But everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the one in Manhattan, you know, the big one of like three fours or whatever. But yeah, you're, I think you're the first person yeah, I've ever yeah. met who's, uh, who's trained at the uh, Brooklyn, at the Williamsburg one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly the place that I started. Yeah. So how did you, uh, so how did you wind up uh, with, uh, for those, um, Imanari, that's Mazakasu Imanari, the famous inventor of yep. the Imanari role. How, how did you uh, get yes. into uh, his uh, dojo? Well, so when I moved back here, I was looking into where, where to, um, you know, practice my jujitsu. I uh, went to Carpe Diem. Uh, I went to Triforce, you know, the big name uh, jujitsu places in Tokyo. And um, obviously the name Imanari, you know, Masakazu, he's big. And, you know, uh, I wasn't too, um, I didn't, I wasn't too familiar with leg locks. So I figured maybe try something new because Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is usually more about, you know, passing guard, keeping control, um, you know, so I figured I mean, I went to all the dojos and I think Imanari Jiu-Jitsu um, had, a, had a chill vibe and, you know, I decided, okay, let me try it out. And, and I have enjoyed it since then. Yeah. So you made a very interesting point. Uh, Gracie, you know, that's a traditional jiu-jitsu where you start in the gi first, then you work your way to no gi. Or, or, or even, well, I used to train at Matt Serra's, who is a uh, black belt mm -hmm, under mm -hmm. Henzo Gracie, so I know the whole deal, you know, gi before anything else. But uh, you just, uh, you mentioned that uh, Imanari, it sounds like, you said it's a no gi school? 
kind of like mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, yes. what, what do you what what do you prefer? Do you prefer no gi, gi? Is there something? Uh, do you enjoy both in their own unique way? Uh, yeah, I want to hear that. I do enjoy both, but right now no gi is definitely my thing. Um, gi is fun, but I feel like uh, there's some limitations to movement because obviously you know people grab you know your gi and it's just a uh, um, but nogi, I feel like the movement, I mean, I get to move a lot more, uh, freely, you know, it's more dynamic. Um, and I, and I enjoy that. Um, so do you ever see yourself, uh, competing professionally ever in a, in a gi again, or are you just going to be professionally, uh, competing in, in no gi for your future? What do you think? I think I'll stick with the no gi um just because i really enjoy it um and you know leg locking i i know i've i heard something about how ibjjf is gonna allow leg locks for brown belts from yeah for brown belts and over um but you know i i I enjoy grappling right now no gi so i think i'm gonna stick with that I was actually about that. That was going to be one of my other questions that you brought up. I'll just ask right now. Yeah, the IB, IBJJF has, uh, they now are going to allow, I think, leg locks. I think both in no gi and gi, if I'm correct. I think it used to be, mm-hmm. there used to be mm-hmm. none, but, I th- but now they're actually allow it in, uh, in both. Uh, yeah. what, from, from a school that, you know, Imanari, you know, famous for heel hooks, leg locks, ankle holes, all, all that stuff. What do you think about that, that the IBG, I, that that organization is now finally, I don't want to say mm, kind of getting with the times, but in a way they kind of are. Uh, what, uh, how does that make you feel? Is that is is it kind of like well, it's about it's about time that you that you did that. I think it's interesting. I never really thought, you know, why not? Like I didn't I, I didn't really care too much that the you know IBJJF wasn't allowing leg locks because as it is, it was you know it's it's a it's a great company you know. A great agency that that provides fun you know um jujitsu for people to view and um it, it was great as as it was and it'd be a lot more interesting now that they're gonna you know add the leg locks um i personally feel like with the gi you know there might be a lot of uh injuries <laughs> because you know with clothes I guess it, it gets, I don't know, the entanglement with the clothes and the, f- the foot and, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of legs being uh, broken and whatnot. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see, you know, when yeah, we'll the see. next big uh, tournament happens, you know, maybe they'll walk back on it. Maybe like, uh, let's, 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 let's walk back on that because everybody's walking out on crutches or something. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, talk about the quintet show coming up. Uh, you'll be part of the, of the tournament portion along with uh, four other uh, uh, women grapplers, as we mentioned before. So how, does, how, do you, how do you train and prepare for this? Because you're going to be facing two other teams, Team Coro mm-hmm. and um, I apologize, I'm fanning again the other team right now. Um, Harper Diem. Probably Diem. I should, they're the ones mm-hmm. who are always on there. I should remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so how do you like, and you also, you know, you may, some people wind up competing for the entire thing. Some may get eliminated, you know, the first thing. How do you prepare for that with, for yourself and your teammates? Yeah. So what's in- interesting is that they, they tell us 
to figure out the order of who goes first and who goes next or whatever, the day of. So the, the day of, uh, um, they pick out which team goes against which team first. And then that's the moment where we're like, okay, so you go first, you know, I'll go second. Um, and we haven't had much practice together. We've been practicing each individually in our own dojos. And, you know, we had one group practice um, where we just rolled with each other, uh, but we didn't really talk about strategies. You know, they told us that we'll just have to figure it out the day of who go first. Um, and then and also talk about whether, you know, um, strategize then, like, let's say if we know that the first opponent would be a heavy set girl, you know, we got to decide amongst ourselves, okay, who, who would be, who would most likely, you know, be able to submit this individual at that weight. And uh, they had also told us that um, uh, if we roll with someone who's a lot heavier than us, we can decide to uh, have the, um, the match be condensed to four minutes. If it's, if we're, you know, similar in weight, it's going to be eight minutes. Please correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I was looking at the weights mm -hmm. of all the competitors. Are you the lightest or the second lightest amongst your team? Second lightest. How is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that's are you, 49 kilograms, if I remember correctly. Um, so do you, do you feel... Do you feel that having that, uh, that being that light would be an advantage for something like this? Or is it, do you feel like there could be disadvantages and maybe do you want to put on some weight? I don't know, a week, uh, you have like about a week. Uh, is there any chance mm -hmm. to put on some weight mm -hmm. if you feel like you want to do that? Yeah, can you just mm -hmm. talk about that? Well, uh, as for um, increasing my weight, we actually, as a team, we have to be under 280 kilograms. So at this point, yeah, they told me to keep it at 49 um and uh let's see can you hold on one second sorry um i lost my train of thought sorry can you repeat that question again oh no problem no problem so yeah like uh, for a former like this you know where you did mention about the you know if someone's uh heavier than you i think it's over a certain amount oh, right, of right, pounds. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. do you feel that coming in uh the way that you are 49 kilograms if you think that'll be an advantage especially for something like this for you know a high stakes high a very high intensity mm -hmm. uh, yes. grappling tournament like this yes yeah well i think um i mean I train with heavier set people all the time. So um, I'm confident that uh, I'll be all right with the um, bigger girls. Um, but I do have a concern with the, the, the team um, that's made up with the MMA, MMA girls. You know, they, they can be, the pressure, the pressure could be pretty intense. You know, if they get on top of me, uh, you know, it might be hard to get out, but the rules of quintet makes it so that if someone controls you, um, they have to move, they have to transition within, you know, three seconds, two seconds, or else they stop the, you know, they stop it and then they uh, give the person who was being controlled uh, an advantageous uh, position. Um, and then they start again. They want, they want movement, you know, they want people to be rolling like fast, no stalling. That's the one thing I've always been, I don't know whether to say it's a good thing or a bad thing, is like, is the almost, 
demand of action every second because I've watched all, all I've seen almost all the other quintets and there there I and I specifically remember this with the uh, quintet the other uh, all women's uh, tournament show where mm-hmm. uh, like someone I'm trying to remember who it was but I remember there was one person who was who like was on top and was was laying down but and you know they weren't doing anything in the advanced position but they were trying it looked like they're trying to think and the referee said action once and it said action i think maybe one more time and then said stop and then did the whole thing what do you think about that that, that mm-hmm. literally if there's no time to think you have to kind of be on you have to be doing something even for me even yeah. be disadvantageous because uh, i know you've done tournaments before you've done the zest uh the zest battle hazard you've competed mm-hmm. at asia and the asia pacific uh tournaments as well we you know they don't do unless you're deliberately stalling for those things that you can like compose your thoughts you can think okay you know i'm gonna just i'm gonna stay here for a few seconds and move on this but with quintet there's literally nothing maybe you have like mm-hmm. 0.5 seconds mm-hmm. to think of what to do maybe mm-hmm. even less what do you think about that mm-hmm. well i think i think that's what i uh think grappling is you know it's like fast movements just transition from one you know one transition to another uh so i don't mind it i i, I rather that than uh because I know with gi, I remember, you know, when I competed, it's like once you get into a, in, in a position where they're controlling you, you know, and you, we can't really do much unless you, you're able to escape and then transition into a different move. And um, so I think it's, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, it, it definitely is going to take a toll on my uh, energy level because you have to be on uh, for the whole eight minutes. But uh I think it's all right. Yeah. Uh, now, I also I'm not too familiar with your team that much, um, uh, but I do know for a fact you do have, like I mentioned before, you do have tournament experience with Zest and the Age Pacific. The um, what what would you say? Uh, are you, I know. Have you, have you seen watch Quintet? I'm, I'm assuming you've seen mm-hmm. Quintet before, right? So, like, mm-hmm. what what would you say is the main big difference between all the t- the tournaments that you competed in from what you've seen from Quintet? What do you see as like the big difference, positive? negative neutral well i guess the fact that you can uh, compete as a as a team i think that's that's cool usually the competitions or tournaments that i know of it's just you know one-on-one this one involves a team of five girls going against another team and you know the the it'll be interesting because it's like who knows maybe kato goes first and then she ends up beating all of them in, in, in the other team, you know? Um, different things can happen in this uh, quintet. That'd, so that'd be easy to pay day. <laughs> Caroline yeah. or or Laurentino, they all just, you know, or maybe you go through everybody. Are, are, you yeah, prepared for, are you prepared for that possibly that you may just like wind up being the one person who competes for like- Oh well, yeah, I'm preparing for that, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the, the knowledge I have of uh, leg locks supersedes most of them just because I, you know, I belong to Imanai Jiu-Jitsu, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm thinking I have a, yeah. Now, the other thing I'm, I'm also curious to know, and I, I, I'm not so sure if this is correct, but you can let me know. Uh, Canon Kashida, did you take her on a tournament, I believe? I think, didn't you too? No, not Canon. Yeah, no, none of them. I actually never had an opportunity to 
to uh, roll with any of them. Oh, okay, because I thought I, I saw I thought I saw a video on YouTube where you taking somebody named Kashida, same spelled the same way, and I thought, oh, maybe it was the same person. Um, uh, maybe the the girl that I roll, yeah, I had a a match with Megumi Kashida, maybe same last name, maybe. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Cause I'm about to say like, is that's interesting. That would be interesting if you two competed before and now you're on the same team. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. never mind. I'll scratch that question off. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, uh, so what do you want to do in your grappling career? You're already competing Quintet. That's already a big plus. Do you have any other aspirations of competing? I don't know. Uh, ADCC or Pan American Pan Ams or something. Mm -hmm. Is there anything mm -hmm. that you want to, else that you want to accomplish well now that ibjjf will allow leg locks i'd probably like to try the nogi you know uh compete in their nogi uh tournaments and see how i do um also it seems like all advanced scrappers have like their move i'm curious to know do you have a uh a finishing move so to speak well <laughs> heel hooks but I, I won't be able to use them in quintet okay uh yeah uh, but um you know there is a a straight ankle lock version well it's called the kazuka lock um is that did you, is that just curious to know that's is that's not is that named after you or is that named after yes. oh it is okay named after me yeah okay it was a we, you know in class we we'd like just try different things and sometimes people come up with different uh versions of straight ankle locks or heel hooks and then then just happened that you know i was trying something and then it looked like it worked and then the sensei uh imaya sensei you know said that we should use that and name it after you so it's a, it's a variation of a straight ankle lock yeah gotcha gotcha it was, well because the only thing i know it is a straight ankle lock where you just put where you put the thing under there and do mm -hmm. that how's yours different like, um so the position of your legs so you know it's a, a regular straight ankle lock you have your feet like in a ashigarami position like um it's hard i don't know it's hard to explain but basically it's just the position of the legs i have it so that uh, a leg is right behind the knee of the opponent opponent and then i'm pulling and then i um have the other leg over the opponent's knee so a foot under their knee it, it, my is it kind of like a knee reap sounds like almost like a knee reap almost is it kind it could be yeah um because from the way you almost made it sound like i thought you just say like oh that sounds like a leg triangle but then when you said that it's over your knee that's like i could be if you said over the knee that could be a try almost sounds like a triangle but i don't think it is it doesn't sound like a triangle but it sounds like more like a knee reap almost it's basically like a um i am kind of um what's the word controlling the knee with you know uh both legs and then doing this you know having the the leg right i mean the foot and a straight ankle gotcha gotcha okay mm -hmm. okay so what is uh i'm curious what is it like rolling learning training with uh imanari san it's uh it's great i mean every time i roll with him <laughs> uh i get tapped left and right um so i learn a lot you know um and he's very creative 
And so I get to learn different types of submissions, not just, you know, um, the different variations of heel hooks, the straight ankle locks, you know, um, uh, different variations of like toe holds. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's fun, it's fun. How about, have you mastered the Imanari role? Uh, I wouldn't say master. I mean, I, I can definitely get it. However, you know, with the Imanari role, I do, uh, you know, it's a heel hook, right? You end up with a heel hook. Uh, but in quintet, I won't be able to do a heel. So maybe you could um, do what, uh, maybe you could do what Hideo Tokuro did and just uh, transition to an armbar somehow. I could yeah, yeah, yeah. Could do that. That was that was a beautiful move. Mm, I still I've watched that, that that submission maybe close to ten times, and I still have no idea how he pulled it off. I've done the <laughs> I've I've really like have like done like a. Uh, uh, like st- 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 every, every second frame, I still have no idea mm-hmm. how he was able to pull that it was off. Fast, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, uh, you you said that heel hooks are not allowed, but straight ankle locks are like or knee knee bars and knee bars are, and actually heel hooks aren't allowed, but uh, they do allow a variation of the heel hook, which is uh, instead of you know clutching it with your. Um, with your arm, you can use your hands and twist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's that sounds basically like a toehold. Is that is that toehold more or is it, or does, does yeah, that count as a? It's uh, not a toehold. It's 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 a it's a it's a heel hook, but um, without clutching it with your. So there's there's, you know, I mean, this is the stuff. Leg locks. It's it's a whole nother world, you know. Like mm-hmm. before, when I was at the Henzo, I never knew you could do these different things using your hands. It's, uh, it's not just toe holds that you can actually, you know, um, that you can do with your hands. You grab mm-hmm. the foot, and there's like ways you can twist it that isn't like a toe hold that imitates a heel hook. Um, mm-hmm. so you can do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think it's 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 great now that that jujitsu grappling uh, tournaments uh, big and small are finally allowing uh, uh, stuff below the leg uh, like all all these leg locks and all that stuff? Do you think, do you think that's positive for jujitsu? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, you look at the top top uh, grapplers out there, jujitsu grapplers. I mean, they're definitely. Uh, uh, leg lock literate, right? They they know a lot about leg locks, and I think to be one of those um, uh, renowned grapplers, you need to be versed in leg locks and everything else. So I think it's great that uh, you know the leg locks are coming coming in. And besides uh, Imanari San, are there any other grapplers that you? let you love to watch, learn from, take after? Uh, Gary Tonin. Definitely his, uh, the movements, you know, it's just very dynamic. It's always like just doing cartwheels and rolling and just, it's, uh, it's a fun to watch. In general, are you a fan of the Danaher Death Squad? I wouldn't or just, say or just, fan. Or just Gary Tonin. Mm, well, I mean, 
I wouldn't say a fan, but definitely I feel like I learn a lot just watching their, uh, uh, you know, not watching them compete. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, they're very controversial. Some people like their antics, some yeah, yeah. don't, and some can appreciate what they do uh, in the sports. So that's that's a fair mm-hmm. answer. That's a fair answer. Um, so let's say yeah, let's just say you 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 and your team win. Um, is there anything next in terms of grappling that's that's coming up or that you have planned or anything of that sort? Well, if um... You know, if they do have open up a nogi uh, Asian tournament, the IBJJF opens up a nogi tournament here in, in Japan, then I'd like to take on that. Hmm. What about, uh, uh, would you ever, uh, if Quint had ever wanted to offer you a super fight against somebody, would mm-hmm. you also open to that as well? Definitely, yes. Is yes, there- yes. Is there anybody in Japan that you'd be interested in facing? I'm not too familiar with the with the entire grappling scene in Japan, but is there anybody who is like, I don't know, that you want to test your skills against? Um, well, there is an individual who had who I went with, I went against at Zest, Sugiuchi san. She, I'd like to go against her again, and she's actually known to be one of the best female grapplers in Japan right now. Um, ever since, uh, what was her name? Rikako? Um, Iwasa, uh, Rikako the one who's, Iwasa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, she is, she is top, top. Like, I, I would like to go against her, but she's been a little, MI, I think, MIA right now. Just not in the, not training at all, I think. I, it's just uh, she's the one who's like, when she competed at Quintet, wasn't she like 17 or 18? She was like a teenager, I think, right? Wasn't she the really, really... No, she she went against um, the 10th Planet... Uh, oh, um... Gundam? Uh, Grace? Uh, yes, Grace? yes, yes, yes. She, she was 17 or something. That's who that's that's I'm thinking of. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and Nikako went against her and uh, that was a... Very interesting. Uh, I think I know. I, I think I remember. I think uh, then Rikako, uh, she tapped out uh, Sarah McMahon, if I remember correctly. Sarah McMahon like went through two or three people. And I think it was Rikaku who was the one who ta- who wound up tapping her I out. Don't I remember. Th- I think I have to rewatch that. But, show. I mean, Rikaku is she? She's amazing. She's an amazing grappler, and mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have an opportunity to, you know, go against her. But not sure she's around. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Sugiuchi San is she's one of the top top grapplers and i'd like to go against her again mm-hmm. now i'm curious to know as well um i'm not going to mention your age because i i don't i feel uncomfortable doing that with women so if you wanted if anybody wants to look up your <laughs> don't age worry. i don't mind yeah uh, i don't I, I don't have it's 39 right yes, yes. you're 39, 39 years old you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of people like to say that or i feel like grappling is is being definitely dominated by a lot more younger people uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're the. I think you might be the oldest on your team, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, yes. What do you? Uh, how do you think that? Uh, when it comes to age and grappling, do you think it's different than uh, affecting you than, like, say, like an MMA or football mm-hmm. or boxing? Do you think that the age is a is as much of a negative factor as it is in other sports? Hmm. I would say age isn't the negative factor, but I guess the how the body, <laughs> how you condition, keep your body conditioned, uh, you know, definitely plays a part on how well you can grapple at an age like mine. 
um because definitely i i feel like uh i'm hurting a lot more than before when i was younger i feel like it my body doesn't heal as fast as before as it used to so um but then again I, there's a lot of uh, athletes who are still competing professionally you know even after like similar to my age and um i think they're still being able to perform well because they they condition well they're you know i mean they 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 they're healthy, they uh, train well, they train smartly. So, um, so maybe uh, an issue for a lot of people, they may think that it's an issue for a lot, you know, to be old in, in, in this like grappling world. But I think if you train well and you're smart about it, then yeah, I think you'll, we'll find more older people grappling definitely in the future. You train differently than when you, uh, I don't know, say five years ago or something. Do you, is there any? Yes. Is it, is it, is it the old as training? Was it not tra training, not training less, but training smarter? Or is mm -hmm. it, well, what's your, uh, what's your training now versus how it used to be? Um, definitely more self-care, <laughs> like, uh, you know, massaging, you know, the muscles, like, uh, getting um, treatments done in, you know, acupuncture or uh, sports medicine and um, um, just being more cognizant about, you know, healing well, um, not just letting it heal naturally, but doing stuff, actively healing. Uh, doing the, are you do, do, do the, um, oh my God, cupping. Do you do the cupping as well? Does that? Uh... No, actually, I've never done that. Yeah. Okay, that's very popular. Mm -hmm. I, um, I know, I, like, remember uh, when the Olympics were, I think it was in Tokyo a few years ago, like all the athletes had like all the cupping things on their back. And that's how I discovered, mm. oh, that apparently that's a thing. And then I know some people at my uh, jujitsu school do that as well. They do the cupping, acupuncture, all that stuff. Okay. Um, is it, uh, it, and so like, do you, uh, how long do you expect to, like, do you expect that you're going to train and professionally mm -hmm. being grappling do you have a set time for for this or is it just mm -hmm. gonna, you're going to continue on until you get bored of it or i don't know how long do you much how, how long do you see yourself in this mm. um as far as i can go i guess <laughs> uh but i mean I, professionally i never really uh thought that i'd do this like in this capacity like you know and competing in such a big uh, tournament, uh, competition, quintet, uh, it just kind of naturally happened. So I never really thought about, you know, doing this like in the long run. So I just like to keep it the way it has been. I'm just gonna keep training and if the opportunity arises, I'll, I'll compete and, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll train forever basically. Um, <laughs> Um, and if things happen and I get to compete along the way, then I'll do it. That's well, all. Yeah. Like I said, you did the Zest tournament, which I think was, that was last year in November or October, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Around then. So yeah, you had that. Now you have quintet. So it seems like things are coming in now at this time mm -hmm. in your life. And, mm -hmm. uh, it, do, you, do you think that stuff like this, that like these big time opportunities would, would ever come to you 
in this sport at all. Did you ever think that was like, mm. would ever happen? No, no. There was one time that they had the ADCC trials here. And uh, I thought about, you know, taking part, but uh, due to scheduling, it never, it didn't happen. And so, I mean, it was, I did think about it. I did think about, you know, competing in, in, a, in a big tournament like that, uh, but never really, uh, you know, happened mm-hmm. until uh, this year and last year. Yeah. And we, you, we usually ask all the athletes uh, this question whenever we have them, MMA fighters, anybody what have you what's the worst injury you've ever gotten uh in grappling professionally or training if there's ever been one well actually um quite recently when uh all of us got together to train we trained at a different dojo at triforce and uh we rolled with the people who were training at that the, the members of Triforce. And there was one individual, she was, I think, a MMA, a professional MMA athlete. And uh, she asked me to roll with her and uh, she got me on a straight ankle. I didn't expect her to, to do leg locks on me. And so she uh, got me on a straight ankle lock and then it, all I heard was like eggshells, like cracking <laughs> when she got my ankle, uh, straight ankle. Uh, and so I, that, that was a big injury <laughs> for me in the history of all the, of all of grappling that I've done. Um, it's not bad now. I've, I've been, uh, it's healing well. And, uh, you know, I've been training. It's been fine. But that, that was definitely one of the bigger injuries that I've had. Um, I was about to say, usually when you hear, when you hear something cracking, when, uh, when, when my injury happened, uh, it sounded like uh, someone took dry spaghetti and, uh, did that when I broke my leg. Uh, so like mm-hmm. whenever you hear that sound, usually it's not good, but I'm glad to hear that in your case, it wasn't a serious injury. Cause when you hear those cracks, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said your, you said your husband also trains in grappling. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. ever get, do, when you get into arguments, do you, do you, does he just, do one of you just bring out a timer and say, okay, you know what? We're just going to sell this in a five minute match. Whoever wins, wins the arguments, whoever taps out the other person. Uh, yeah, that, I guess so. Kind of. I mean, sometimes we just like put ourselves in like different lock, you know, submission positions and just like uh, start rolling. Um, we have we have a mat in our room, so we definitely uh, have many opportunities to roll and just do, you know, grapple and uh, definitely sort out our different fences on the mat <laughs> okay good good uh, i'm also curious to know for the for the team do you do you bring uh is are you gonna have like imanari or your husband or is, or is it just your team that's gonna be um seconding you i guess are you allowed to bring actually uh yeah my husband is coming he's gonna be sec. yeah he's gonna be the second okay gotcha gotcha do you call I, it the second thing what do you call them i have I the would, person I, on the side i don't i i would assume it's called seconding but if you're with four mm. of the people it wouldn't technically be a second I don't, I don't know what the, i don't know but I'll, I'll call it the unofficial second i guess maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. um so I, well, i'm also curious to know, so i know you're you're bilingual you speak japanese and english uh mm-hmm. do you uh whenever you have a second do you prefer to hear english or japanese or is there can you just can you just listen to both like easily and like and you can just know what to do well what happens is that um, with my husband, we, we talk, we use both. 
I mix both Japanese and English. And uh, I also speak Spanish.、Uh, oh. So, with the certain people, I speak Spanish with my mom. And、uh, so, it's, it's, yeah, I interchange languages often. Do you see that? Could that be an advantage, you think, in, in something like this? Because I'm assuming that the other teams, either English, I'm going to guess certainly Spanish,、uh, but English probably is not, at, is not fluent at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, think- that would be an advantage. Yeah. And、uh, uh, my husband definitely he, he knows my strengths and my weaknesses, and he's, 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 he's knowledgeable with like, you know,、uh, the advice he gives on the mat. Like, he, he'll. And I, and I can register his voice really easily. So it's going be, it's, it's to be good. Yeah. Having him there telling me what to do and you know, what not to do or watch for the leg, watch for whatever. And, yeah.、Uh, do you have any pre match routines whenever you have a big grappling match?、Uh, I don't know if it's for, for Zest or the Asia Pacific tournaments. Do you have like a,、uh, do you say a prayer? Do you just walk around the room,、mm-hmm. listen, listen to Celine Dion? I don't know. Do you have any pre、uh, match routines? Not really. Yeah. Just、uh, try to keep the anxiety down by just not thinking about the, what's to come. <laughs> do, you, do you still get anxious before, like, right before, like,、oh, yeah. step, to step up the mat, to the mat? Yes, definitely. Okay. The you, nerves. Is, it, 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 it's that's always interesting. I've always found that so interesting. That, that there are people that are professional athletes who could be doing this for like 20, 30 years, any sport. And they still say, yeah, as soon as I'm supposed to go on the basketball court or I'm supposed to go on the field, get locked in the cage, they say they still get nervous. But yet, like, as soon as the bell rings or the whistle, the gong goes off, it completely goes away. Does that happen with you?、Uh, as soon as the referee Actually, says, Actually, yeah, that's kind of like how it is. Like, nervous all the way up to where you're, you know, you step onto the mat. And then it's like just the nerves, just it doesn't register, I guess, because the adrenaline and, and everything else kicks in. So you're just like, okay, competing time. <laughs> Now,、uh, what do you,、um, one of my last questions will be what did you hope to, what is with this quintet thing, what did you hope that overall that this, that this is, that you hope to accomplish with this? Obviously, you want to win, you want your team to win, but is there any other inner, Or metaphysical mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or type of goal that, that you hope that this, that this、mm-hmm. that comes about because of this?、Um, yeah, uh, I think I want to take this opportunity to get to know the other women grapplers because、uh, there's not too many、uh, here in Tokyo. And、uh, actually, like most of the girls, well, three of the girls in my team, they live kind of far from Tokyo. So,、um, you know. Definitely take this opportunity to link up with female grapplers and you know, kind of increase that network that I have with female grapplers.、Um, and also, I guess, show the viewers that, especially here in Japan, you know, there's not a lot of、uh, tournaments just, for, just with females. And so, this is, I think, a huge deal.、Um, Especially since one of our politicians, you know, who's in the Olympic Committee, I've heard, I've <laughs> made heard that statement. And so、uh, I think it, it'd be a great platform for us to kind of show 
you know, the viewers that, okay, women, women can do this. Women are tough too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I, I, I wasn't planning on asking that, but uh, you brought it up. I don't want to repeat what the former, I think it was a former prime minister of Japan, one of the former prime ministers, uh, there's now on the Olympic team or committee. Yes. What he yes. said. You, anybody could go look it up and see what mm-hmm. he said. But is that still an issue in terms of of women in Japanese sports? Is there still something like I don't want mm. discrimination? I don't want discrimination, but or just like just this idea that that they still can't compete at a level that men can. Is that still is that something that's still prevalent in Japanese society when it comes to yeah, sports? Yeah, def- yes, it is. It is. It's uh, definitely treated differently. I mean, I think we're a few years more than a few years behind the u.s when it comes to uh you know women rights i guess uh women are still paid a lot less than men there's uh men usually have more um flexibility in doing and you know a lot of things women are systematic yeah (laughs) my husband is uh, chiming in uh definitely it's systematic here where women are just treated differently and um but it's changing it's gradually changing you know um slowly well hopefully this you know you know this is one step you know hopefully you'll add another step you know it takes a long time for stuff to change um especially when you have People in positions of power like that gentleman when he's saying stuff. I don't even think he's gotten punched. I think he's still on the committee, as far as I know. I yes. haven't heard about. So that's your tells Well, you. he stepped down. He stepped down as like the head of that committee, and then we thought that he would, um, you know, bring in a women to to head spearhead that committee. But it's another gentleman. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I guess if he, I guess, I guess, I guess you could kind of say like, you know. I don't know. It's a, at least it's a, a little bit of a step. May not be a big step. At least you know yes, he's gone. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, before you go, uh, Kazuko, uh, I have a. Do you want to plug your? Sp- uh, I don't know if you. Obviously, your team Fairtex is a team that's sponsoring your team, or I think is one of the sponsors for Quintet. Uh, mm-hmm, do you have any mm-hmm. sponsors yourself, or anybody you want to give a shout out to, or any social media uh, that you want in case you want anybody to follow you on Instagram or anything? Uh, I want to give you an opportunity. The floor is yours. Uh, well, actually, I'd like to um, uh, mention that Imanari Jujutsu, uh, well, Imanari Masakazu has a YouTube channel, Imanari TV, and uh, we stream our practices every morning live, um, and he does show moves on them, uh, cool moves, so if anyone's interested, uh, check it out. How about yourself? Do you have any social media that, that you know anybody you want anybody to follow, fans to follow you, or is it, you want to give that out? It's up to you. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 cool. If I'm sure through uh through this quintet, my Instagram would come up. It's Kazalinda, but uh, yeah, if you want to follow, go ahead and follow. If not, no worries. Great, great, and for everybody. Uh, uh, you can catch uh, Kazuko Sakamoto uh, with Team Fairtex at the Quintet Fight Night 6 in Tokyo, March 12th. It'll be available on the UFC Fight Pass live. So I, I don't know the exact time what the tra- what the conversion is here. It might be a little bit late, but if it's too late for you, just watch it. Get up 
you know, go to work next day and, and catch it later. It's going to be fantastic. The first one with the the women's team was one that was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I don't doubt this one will be uh, because you got some great super fights. You got this great tournament with all with yourself and all these other accomplished grapplers. So yeah, check it out on USC Fight Pass uh, when you get a chance. And uh, so I really appreciate your time t- talking to us. We wish you the best of luck in this tournament. We hope that you go far in your grappling career. You know, hey, if you're the first, the only person that that goes for everybody by all means, or if you just sit back and watch everybody else win, Hey, you know what? As long as you get to come home with that, uh, the quintet, uh, medal, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess you could say that's, uh, that, that, Hey, you you did what you did. You did what you did. You got, you still won. Got it. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you very much.